Episode two of the Chatterbox. My name is Suzanne. I'm here from SuzanneDecree.com, and with me I have. Hi, I'm Liz Tapia, the Dark Angel from DarkBeautyMusic.com. And today we are going to go a little bit heavier in topic than we did last time. Um, helpful or not, several ways other people's delusions are holding you back. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Oh, isn't it fun always to talk about when people are criticizing you? You know, for me, it's not just the criticism. Uh, you can almost handle that because you expect somebody who, who, who's not artistic or, or who doesn't do something artistic for a living. You, you almost kind of expect it. I, I'm like the people who claim that they support you, but don't really. That's that's kind of my angle on this. And I know you and I have had this conversation many, many times outside of outside of our respective microphones and well before we even decided to start podcasting. Um, You know, one of my favorites was uh, growing up. I, I come from a very, very practical family. You know, some of the smartest people I know, but they just they didn't get the artistic side because it wasn't practical. They're from a different time, which kind of goes without saying, because parents are always from a different time and a different generation than their kids. But, you know, they come from a different time, a different generation when you went to school, got a good job got with good benefits, and you stayed there for the rest of your life. Well, that model, even within the world that exists today, has changed. You know, you go to school, you get a good job. It doesn't really happen. Most employers, if if there are employers out there willing to hire entry-level people, are demanding a full-on full college degree for entry-level positions. So you're not even graduating to, you know, that good job that you were years and years ago. So that model has changed. But you also look at the stuff that I know I heard growing up, I'm pretty sure you heard growing up, the, well, you know, get a good job, you'll be able to do your music on the weekends. Oh, that's probably one of the biggest things ever. Oh, I know. Who Whose parents aren't telling them that probably when they're especially wondering, are you really going to make it in this business? I mean, it's not, you know, it's not so easy. So people have a fear of just maybe allowing their kids to think in those big terms, you know, they're, they're going to be a star, they're reaching for, they're reaching for maybe the impossible. And, you know, now with, with as far as technology has brought us, it's, it's not even being a star. You can easily make as good, if not a better living, running your own business, being a musician, as you could from, you know, getting a going to school for years and years and years, getting a job, what have you. You have that availability. You can get out there to a smaller, more dedicated audience than you could have in the days of the big record label. So particularly now, that that sort of mentality really just 
irks me. Do you, do you know how much easier it is now to actually do this? You can license music now more easily. You can put your music out to your fans more easily. There are so many things you can do so much more easily than you could have when we started playing and singing. I agree with the fact that you can do it a lot easier. And I feel the same way. I think that there are a lot more ways to reach people and reach your target audience and ways to market that people didn't have before the internet. But I think what happens is, I guess there's a question as to how are you going to cut through all of the noise? Because at the same time that we're saying that, it's also become extremely competitive in other ways. So unless you have one heck of a marketing team to get your product out there, that's the big question now. Well, you know, are you sure you can get your product out there the way you really need to in order to achieve the, the level of success that, you know, somebody would want to get to? And, and you can. It's, I mean, it's definitely not easy. But the nine to five grind isn't easy either. Well, the nine to five grind isn't easy, but it's, dare we say, safe. But it's not. People think it is. That's the problem. Well, see here, they think it is, and that's and that's the issue. I know I have a nine to five. I know you have a nine to five. Well, sometimes my nine to five is seven to three or eight to four thirty. Or, but you <laughs> know, sometimes, generally speaking, sometimes my nine to five is more like nine to eight. Exactly. Exactly. We go through there. We're going through a period right now where we've got a, a bit of a downturn in the business, and guys are going out on furlough. You know, they're, they're sending guys out on furlough and, and letting them collect unemployment. Now, my company actually has been really good with people. And they're saying, hey, you know what, we'll let you go out for a couple of months, we'll let you collect unemployment for a couple of months. And then we'll bring you back when business picks up again. And that's actually a really nice arrangement for people, but not all companies have that. And if we're laying people off, you know, other companies are as well. So the whole it's safer thing doesn't doesn't really hold any water anymore. Right. But the problem with what I think gets in the way is the idea of the dream, the dream of stardom, the dream of reaching that level, the dream of cutting through all of the noise to get you into that place where you can really make a mark. So I think people are fearful of just pretending it's okay to think that way because are you really going to get there? What's going to set you apart? It's really interesting that you you bring up other people's fears here because I've had this conversation I know with my parents many times that when parents raise their kids, you know, they tend to be afraid of what happened when they were kids. So you're raising your kids based on fears that are now 20, 30, 40 years old. You couldn't have said that any better than the way you just said it. And it's so true because I've had some of that in my own family, not because they don't want me to succeed, but there is such a fear of allowing me to really think that far ahead that I can reach this level because they're afraid that if I don't get to that place that I'm trying to get to, that it's going to let me down so much. It's going to destroy me somehow. Oh, that is such an interesting point because I know so many people that that has happened to. There, there were a large number of us that were all into guitar and playing and stuff when I was in high school. I think I'm the only one still pushing through it and going for it on a, on a professional level. Aside from that, I have a lot of musicians in the family. I mean, my family is very musical, very talented, that have given up on it. And I have a lot of friends who are musicians 
a couple of whom have gone borderline bitter, like just absolutely bitter about the music industry and, and how hard it is to, to make it and what have you. Well, sure, because if people are jaded, I mean, you're going to lose them. That's going to turn towards resentment, anger, and a bunch of other things. And they're not going to be as excited for somebody else that they know that's trying to achieve their goals or still pursue what their dreams are and trying to move forward if they haven't succeeded. So it's going to be really hard for them, you know, to be your rah-rah person. And, you know, another interesting point on that is you've decided that it can't be done. You know how hard it was for you to accomplish what you accomplished, and you, you're going to take that away from somebody. And I guess that's what I don't understand is, you know, you and I, we're still pushing forward. We're still trying, you know, we're still looking for that breakthrough, whatever that breakthrough is. You know, that breakthrough could be my album, your, your Dark Beauty show. It could be my opera, whatever it is. Why would you try and impede the progress of someone who still has the gusto to go for it? Because I think what happens is people get very comfortable in the way they see you, maybe whether it's a family member or a friend, they get used to seeing you a certain way. And as soon as you start leaving that path and going towards that next level of success, especially when somebody else was trying to do maybe the same thing as you were, it becomes a problem for them because now you're not connecting with them on the same level anymore. It's like you've become outside of this bubble that they're so used to having you in. And I don't think they know how to relate to that. I think it's the fear of, I don't know if I want to say losing the friendship or losing the idea of who you were and it becomes unrelatable to them somehow. That's a definite, definite possibility, you know, and and it could be somewhere in, in their heads that they are somehow protecting you. And you and I spend a lot of time doing, uh, I don't know, do I want to say personal improvement work? I don't even know if that's the right word. That sounds so hokey and, well, stupid. But, you know. No, but I, I know what you mean, though, because we're always going back and forth and trying to, well, support each other. I mean, probably. Not, not only that, but you, you know that you're not quite the person that you know you can become. I know that I'm not quite the person that I can become or people that I can become, you know, however. Oh, wait, that there's more than one in there? There might be. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. I, I knew it. I know, right? So anyway. Over the world. But we're always working toward that, whether it's working on learning the instrument better or learning your voice better, whether it's becoming better at writing. And, and, you know, I think we have an upcoming episode where we talk about some of the crazy things we've done trying to, to find ways to write that work, no matter what it is, whether it's on a personal level. Yeah, I think you and I have this conversation in another podcast or upcoming in one of the episodes that we've already recorded. Um, when I lived in New York, I was a wretched human being. And I don't believe that for one second. It's true. It's true. No, it's not. Uh, and okay, maybe it is a little, but maybe it is I'm just a tad. But you know, I've worked on overcoming a lot of my personal flaws. I've worked specifically on staying true to myself and 
you know, when I say I'm doing this for this reason, that I'm actually doing it for that reason. And if there is the slightest bit of doubt as to why I'm really doing something, I really dig into it. I'm like, is this why I'm doing it? Because if you let yourself lie to yourself, you will never come out on the other side. And we all know that we want Suzanne to come out on the other side. Yes, but which one of me? I don't know. Me either. Let's just see which one appears first, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Kind of like a race. Okay, well, that was easy. Okay, what were you going to say now? <laughs> so, moving on. Um, moving on. I think, I think a lot of times... Oh, I have a perfect example. One of the guys I dated had all sorts of problems. I mean, this, that, the other thing. Wait, I want to hear what this, that, and the other thing is. Oh my lord, pick it. It it was always someone else's fault. It it was, um, he should have always, you know, everybody should understand why he did things and but yet, you know, when, when you did something that was slightly out of character, it was a major ordeal. You you did something out of character, it was a major ordeal. He did something out of character. It was like, well, you know, you should really understand where I'm coming from. And basically very self-centered, very, very much the world is against me kind of thing. Very much, um, <laughs> very, very self Gee, he sounds like fun. <laughs> Yeah, no, not so much. You know, for the longest time, when I was in that same mindset, we dated. And when I started getting out of that mindset and started going in a direction that I knew I should have always been going, oh, it it fell to pieces in a, in a minute because he was, and I do still occasionally speak with him, although no, we are not still friends, okay? Not friends, not even a little bit. We talk occasionally. (laughs) So, and that's all we're saying about that one. And that's all we're going to say. When I moved forward and said, hey, I'm, I'm making a conscious effort to move in this direction. It was very upsetting to this guy because he didn't want to lose that, you know, misery loves company. But that's exactly what I was just saying before. That disconnect, there's like a disconnect that happens when he felt you were already moving away from this space that he's known you in and now you're becoming a different person and you're pursuing your life or doing things in a different way it's it's almost like a shock to their system and they don't know how to deal with that i think people are very fearful and you know there could be a lot of resentment and they're not going to probably be very kind in some of the remarks that you might get on the other end because of it. Again, having been that person, having been in that space is one of the reasons that I really dig down and try and say, okay, is that really why I'm saying this? Is that really why I'm doing this? Because every now and again, even today, I'm like, ah, you know what? That's not why I said this. That's not why I did this. And that, but then you have the opportunity to go back and fix it. Well, it's, that's definitely an opportunity to go back and fix it. But a lot of people don't really do that. They just kind of keep moving in the same direction, never veering off of that path that they know so well. And now for a brief pause while we hear a word from our sponsors. Hi. This is Bill Jones, left offensive tackle for the Green Bay Packers. When I'm out on the field, I'm a big, strong man. But when I get home, I'm kind of whiny. That's why my wife lets me get man ponds 
for that whiny man in your life. In addition to making podcasts, I've also been known to sing a song or two. To get a free sample track, visit darkbeautymusic.com and sign up for our mailing list. Your info will never be given out to anyone else, and you'll get a free track. And while you're there, check out the music page for more information on One Love Music for Relief, a benefit compilation for disaster relief that we are proud to be a part of. That's darkbeautymusic.com, and don't forget to sign up for the mailing list. Hi, this is Suzanne from SuzanneDecree.com. I want to help you become a better guitarist. Stop by my Facebook page, Suzanne Decree One, or hit me up on Twitter at Suzanne Decree and let me know what you're struggling with. I'll give you a free 30 minute lesson. One per customer, please. And now, back to our program. Now, I'm going to go, I'm going to hit the opposite end of the spectrum next. And I'm going to go to that friend that is so over-the-top happy and optimistic that they are delusional. I'm, 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 going, I'm going the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I have a few friends like this. Love them all to death, obviously, or we wouldn't still be friends. But I was actually sitting down with one of them over a, a glass of wine. And in all fairness, we may be able to blame the wine for some of these comments. Sure, blame the wine. Because, I mean, you know, it was really good wine, and there may not have only been one glass. Well, somehow so, I had a feeling there was a couple of glasses or more involved in this conversation. Or dare I say a bottle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Why, yes. Yes, we are. Um, so over this glass of wine, I was talking to a friend and going, hey, you know, got recording time coming up. I've got this coming up. I've got to get this rolling. I've got to get that rolling. And, you know, was talking about just the the added expense of going to a studio. I mean, yes, I could record at home. I do have the equipment to record somewhat professionally here at home. But to me, that adds an extra burden. You know, not only do you have to get your, your performance spot on, you have to get your mixing and your, and, and so on and so forth spot on. And that's like learning a whole other instrument. Well, it's a completely separate language. There's the performance side, and then there's the editing, post-production, mixing, and all the shabam on the other side. And, and you know, that's that one of the stages that I went through, and, and I know we've all gone through multiple, multiple stages, is I tried to do all of my own recordings. And I didn't do badly with like the mixing and doing some home-based mastering, things like that. But the problem was, the absolute problem was, it took too much time. As much time as it would take me to write, rehearse, and record to do that whole process is how long it would take me to get the mix down and to make sure the whole song flowed and then to make sure the album flowed as an album. Yeah, and that's not such an easy task. No, it's not. So I'm sitting there explaining all this to one of my friends and, you know, I've got the expense of an album, you know, I've got to pay for studio time, got to see if that studio time includes set up and tear down or if set up and tear down is a a separate charge and I get, Oh, you'll record the whole thing in two hours. Well, send me to that studio. Cause I'd like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking there's no way I have for the album written 19 songs, basically that I'm working on. Um, so 
it's a concept album, you know, back from the progressive days meets my metal days meets whatever else I did in between. So got 19 songs. I'm going to probably ballpark five to six minutes in length each. I can't even, if I were to do one run through of just the first guitar part in every song and nail it, I couldn't do the whole thing in two hours. Obviously, that's impossible. I, I, I'm not sure who's telling you that you can, but it's definitely not possible. But, but you know, it's, it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. They're so upbeat. They're so happy that it can't possibly be real. You know, uh, I was walking with a friend of mine and we, uh, I walk around. There's a church here that has about a three quarter mile sidewalk all the way around it. That's where I walk. And we're walking around and we pass the, uh, the church is right next to the municipal building with the police station and everything else there. And they have what they call a safe drop zone. They have a couple of parking spaces that are under 24 hour surveillance. Now I don't need to tell anybody listening right now that the world has gone mad <laughs> and not mad in a fun and kooky way. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but the world has gone bonkers. Sorry, that was just a, lot, a little sound effect I felt I had to throw in there. No problem. I mean, we all appreciate it, I'm sure. All right, um, moving on. So we're walking by this safe drop zone, and this friend of mine goes, what's that for? I said, well, it's under 24-hour surveillance, so that if you have to pick somebody up or drop somebody off, you know, you've got cameras, they're attached to the police station, you've got a safe place to drop somebody off, pick somebody up. Oh, that's not necessary. Hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> do you, do you really? live in the same world? I, I'd like to think of myself as a fairly positive person. Yeah. I, I like to think that, that I, for the most part, I can control the inner chaos. Okay, no, it's really out of control. I lied. But seriously. <laughs> seriously. I, seriously. I like to believe Hell that yeah. I... Sorry. Sorry. I had Sorry. To <laughs> Sorry, we said seriously, which is not something we should ever say on this podcast. Uh, so, but the world has gone mad. And there are so many weird things happening out there that for her to make, for this individual to make that blanket statement that, oh, that's just not a necessity. Like, really? I, even, even I saw the usefulness of this. If only for mental, or, or shall I say, sanity's sake. You know, if you're, if you're dropping your kids off, if you're picking your kids up, if you have to meet somebody for the first time, you know there's a camera there and you know you've got some backup. You know, if only for peace of mind. That is just a brilliant idea. You know, these people who are so happy all the time that, that they've forsaken reality and forsaken what really goes on just so they can stay happy is mind-boggling. Well, it just seems like they're not even in the same world that we're in because, yeah, I got nothing. I don't know what to say <laughs> because it just seems kind of ridiculous wait, to Wait, wait, you've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Liz <laughs> Tapia is speechless. Well, who's going to say something like that? Well, apparently somebody has said something like that, but you and I don't feel the same way, so that's good. I'm kind of on your side there. I'm, we're on the same page. I mean, do you need we, backup? You kind of do. You kind of do. Do you need security? And, you kind of do. And, and, you know, we are both fairly upbeat people. 
Yes, we are. You know, we don't we don't look for reasons to be depressed, unlike several of the individuals that I used to date. Um, you know, we don't look for things to go wrong. Usually, we try and see the silver lining, and we work toward that. But these people are just so. It's like they do not exist in the sphere. And here's here's a really funny funny story. And I know you and I have had the discussion of this whole the secret and throw something out into the universe and what the universe gives back. And I don't believe any of it. Now, let me explain. Liar! Liar! Let me explain. <laughs> okay, Lucy, explain. Well, Ricky. <laughs> now all you need to do is just get out your bongos and hit a little babaloo and we're good. <laughs> exactly. So what... I went through a spell where I was doing a lot of these coaches who were, who had their basis in The Secret, which was the book written by that chick that I can't remember who sold like billions of copies of the book and then went bankrupt. So everybody's kind of taking that. And she took sort of a spin on Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill. I went through that phase. And when I was in that phase, I was an emotional basket case. Anybody who said, now somebody can come up to me and say something that I disagree with. And I'm like, oh, hey, that's awesome. I'm glad you can at least think. And when I was in that phase, when I was in that space, anybody who said something to me that I disagreed with or that I viewed as being anti-universe, I guess. I don't know, um, like really threw me for an emotional loop because it was so over the top. So I was actually in that headspace as well for a while, um, which is one of the reasons that it drives me bonkers because, I mean, clearly, if I can grow out of something, everyone else should be able to. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that vote of confidence, Liz. <laughs> you know, like I said, I was in that headspace as well. I've been through a lot of headspaces. Are you noticing a pattern here? You know, we do talk a lot about the brain, so... We do. Which is My brain feels very cluttered most days. Didn't we already have that discussion? We did, and we already had that episode, but, I mean, my computer's well, very organized. Brain, eh, not so much. Well, you need to revisit that episode then, and review. Just review. <laughs> just review review for those of you with cluttered brains please review episode one of chatterbox getting organized so anyway that's about all i had for this segment liz did you have anything else no i just love talking about your brain and the clutterness <laughs> oh my brain is decidedly cluttered i mean no i think if there is one cluttered spot in the universe it is <laughs> it's my brain in your brain my brain is cluttered well, can you make some room in there? Get the dust out. Open the windows. I can try. The air in. I mean, I did stick a vacuum cleaner up to my ears over the weekend. Well, I'm sure that went well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for chiming in. Uh, Suzanne with SuzanneDecree.com. And I'm Liz Tapia, the Dark Angel from DarkBeautyMusic.com. And we look forward to your comments. Let us know what you think about this topic. We'd love to hear from you. And I'll let Suzanne give you our Facebook page, which is... Facebook.com slash groups slash chatterboxrocks. 
hit us up on Twitter, hashtag Chatterbox, and let us know what you think about people and their delusions trying to hold you back. Chatterbox, box for chatter, chatterbox, box for chatter, chatterbox.